Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God even in our home life. In this podcast, you will find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Well, welcome to another episode of the Wholesome Mama Show. And I'm so excited because my new bestie, Faith, is on with me today. If you are a mama in business, you just need to go after this episode, obviously, and check out Faith's podcast, Simple SEO and Marketing. It is, I binged it and I messaged Faith to say, you're my new bestie. So Faith, welcome to the Wholesome Mama Show. Well, thank you so much, Elise, for having me. I was like, so I haven't told you this, but I knew that we were going to be friends when we we were in that group call and I being just completely me, I was like, my pits stink really bad from detoxing. And Elise is like, put some lemon on. It really helps with detox smell. And I was like, we're going to be friends. Yes. So good. So we just did a um, podcast mastermind together. That's how we got connected. And um, Faith has been helping me with all all kinds of business things. And so I wanted to bring her on here today because I think it is so rare and so special to find someone who is God-centered and Jesus is at the forefront of everything um, that you do. And yet you are also giving all the marketing and website and all the tips for that. And that is such a rare gold. That is such a rare find. So um, thank you for one stepping out in that. But that is kind of what we're going to talk about today, because I really wanted to share with all of the listeners that doing your calling isn't separate from your business. Mm-hmm. So Juna, let's get into that conversation today. Actually, before we do, do you want to share a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, it's funny because like my story is so ingrained with like what I'm doing in business because it's like, so I, I literally grew up, I grew up a Christian. Like I have no memory of life apart from Jesus. And like, even as a small child, I remember making decisions thinking, would this be pleasing to Jesus? this does, I don't want this to sound like cocky, but like, I never walked away and like, praise God, like that saved me a heck of a lot of pain, Mm. but it's like, there's never been a separation for me between like the Jesus follower and like everything else. And not to saying, not to say I've done it perfectly. I have not, there's never been any separation of church and state in my life. As far as like, there's never been like, okay, this is the Jesus follower And then this is the like business person, but like finally marrying the two of those was kind of a fun, like aha God moment. And I've just always had a passion for like, 
I was like, what is my calling? How do I figure out my calling? Like I thought my calling was full-time ministry. And then I was like, that just doesn't feel like it did. Those doors never opened and it just didn't look or feel like what I was supposed to do. Like when my husband and I graduated Bible college, we're like, oh, we're totally going to be in full-time ministry in five years. Totally. And then it's like, wait, no, like that's not quite right. Like we, anyway, so I just was like, I've always had a passion for business as well. Like I have memories as a small child. I was, I was definitely younger than nine. Cause I remember the house we lived in and I would like pretend to market this stuff. Like it was this fix everything spray that I invented. <laughs> and it was literally just water in an empty hairspray bottle, but I was pretending to be the infomercial guy. <laughs> and I was like selling this thing and marketing this thing. <laughs> And in hindsight, like I didn't remember that until I finally like had the epiphany of like business and ministry being kind of one in my life that I remembered that like, oh yeah, duh, Faith, you've literally had a marketing brain since you were born. (laughs) And so I tried several different businesses, you know, the classic lemonade stand down a rural, down a rural road growing up where there was no traffic. It was not very successful. On to like, I cleaned houses in high school and college. And like, um, you know, I sold headbands at one point. I mean, I was in network marketing for a minute. And then finally I was like putting, like just in hindsight, seeing God putting the pieces together and like teaching me SEO and marketing and copywriting and website stuff. It's just really fun to see God, like in hindsight, to look back and see all of those things that God led me to learn that I was like, what, why am I buying this course, God? And he's like, just do it. And my husband's like, why are you buying this course, babe? But we prayed about it and felt like it was right. And just the orchestration of God's hand on everything is really cool to look back and see. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like there's a big misconception. I certainly fell into this as well, where if you're, it's like, if you're not in ministry in the church, that you're not doing real kingdom work. Right. Um, And so that, that was one thing that I kind of even starting this podcast had to not wrestle with, but lack of better term wrestle with was because I was like, Oh, I feel called to speak to women and encourage women. And, you know, this is how that happens. It's not that I'm, you know, I'm preaching at church. It's Mm -hmm. this. And mm-hmm. so there's a big misconception that, you know, we we almost it's like we can't see our work, you know, our whether we're working a regular job or whether we have a business or whether we are someone in network marketing, how do we see that as kingdom work, as our calling and not compare calling? Mm-hmm. Do you want to speak mm-hmm. into that for a moment? Yeah. So it's funny because, so the Bible college that I went to, which I loved and it was a good experience, but one of the things that I heard like verbatim was it's not ministry unless it's like you're, if you are not in ministry, unless you are in the vocational ministry, like either traveling, teaching ministry or working in a church or like a helps, you know, parachurch ministry. And I think that that was part of my hangup in you know, thinking that I, I wanted to serve the Lord with my life's work. I had to be in ministry. And so I remember Googling like John and Lisa Bevere's ministry, like, are there openings there? Like, was it something I could do? Like, we, can we move to do this? You know, cause the church that I'm at, like 
we had like 150, 200 people. And it was like that there, there, there still are no openings. <laughs> I've been here 15 years and there's still no, there's still no openings. Right. Which is fine. But I remember just thinking like, Lord, how do I serve you with this passion, you know, without a full-time ministry job. And it's just, it's something that I really had to like sit and let the Lord work with me about. And it took years, honestly. And so finally, I don't know, a few years ago, I felt like, like I was looking into starting a copywriting business, which I still have, you know, as part of my brand, but like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this and this and this and this. And it's like, but I felt like I had to balance the two, like teaching people about Jesus and doing ministry and doing business work. And then the Holy spirit just dropped to my heart. He said, faith, who gave you that passion for business? And I was like, oh snap, you did. And I was, um, it was a couple years ago. I had, I bought a course from the Benham brothers. They are like very successful entrepreneurs who teach about kingdom work in business. And anyway, I bought this course from them and one of them, they're twins. So I don't know which one is which <laughs> he was talking about how, you know, they had kind of been on a similar path or they like thought they were going to start a ministry and then that just didn't work. And then, I mean, they didn't do that for very long, but that didn't work. And then they just got in business and entrepreneurship and real, real estate. And one day as he was standing before a room full of people that they employed in their business, you know, his, his notes on one side and his Bible on the other side. And he heard the Holy spirit say, who told you you're not in ministry. And that just like hit me so hard because I was like, God, like, thank you for that. Because, you know, and my pastor who he just passed away this last January, he was always so good about encouraging us to like do ministry wherever we're at and to love people wherever we're at. And at his funeral there, like we had a packed house and so many of them were people that like literally never came to church, but he was involved in like, he was a rancher and he was a roper and he was a cowboy. And so like just in his life, seeing all of those other areas that he was able to influence people for the kingdom aside from being a full-time pastor. And I'm like, you know, there are so many conversations that I've had with people either because I met them rodeoing, which is one of the things I love to do, or like clients that I've had, like coaching clients, you know, that I've been able to be like, listen, we're talking about growing your business, but really let's get to the heart of the matter that you need to work on your identity in Christ, hmm. you know, and, and just being able to like, there's, there's no bridges or there, you know, there's no gaps. It's like, it's one in the same. And, you know, I feel like that verse in Colossians where it talks about work at everything that you do as though you're working unto the Lord and not unto men. It's like, it's so easy to get caught up in the, the tasks, you know, the folding of the laundry as a mom, you know, as I sit beside a pile of clean laundry, you know, like the laundry or the emails or the whatever, and forget about the person on the other side of that that really what they need is Jesus in that moment. They need a real Jesus in their real world situation. And whether that door to meet them and connect with them is opened up through business or, you know, a homeless shelter ministry or, you know, rodeo or like whatever the door is that makes that connection. It doesn't matter because Jesus's heart is always for people. And however he connects me with people, I hope that at the end of the day, they walk away feeling loved, you know, and like they have seen part of the character and nature of God that I have been gifted to show them. Yeah. Wow. I love that so much. 
that it is one it is one and the same and no matter what you are what you are doing mm-hmm. how can you glorify god in that mm-hmm. you know and you don't even have to be doing necessarily anything quote unquote christian mm-hmm. but how can i how can i show extra love to this mm-hmm. person how can i you know if you're in business with clients mm-hmm. how can i be jesus without even necessarily having to you know say sit down i'm going to tell you the gospel mm-hmm. you know, how can i how can i be the light of christ in this in this circumstance mm-hmm. i love yeah. that yeah and i think you know it's really easy to overcomplicate it and be like well i don't have a verse for this or i don't have like a three point sermon for this or you know and i realize that communication is not easy for everybody <laughs> like you know you stick a microphone in my face and something's going to come out like it's just I'm a talker, I'm a communicator. And so that's super easy for me, but it doesn't have to be huge. You know, one of my favorite things to do is to pray with random people at gas stations (laughs) because it's just, and I think that's just because like my, my ears are tuned to it for some reason at gas stations or stores, but like people are busy and it's just like, all you have to do is be like, Hey, like when the Holy spirit pricks your heart about something to be like, Hey, can I pray with you for something? And I've only ever had one person say no. I mean, what are they going to do? Say no. Like they're already not, you're already not praying with them. Like what's the worst that can happen? They can think you're weird. Like who cares? You know, but just to like see, and this is something obviously that I'm always trying to work on, but just to like see everything that I do as, as the Lord's work, you know, and as loving people. And I think that that's, you know, something that is, you know, developed, obviously it's just, it's progressive, right? Like we get better at, at things and, you know, we fail and we get back up and we try again, you know? Mm. Yeah. I know. I love that so much. How can we, how can I love this person in this moment? How can I, and listening to the Holy spirit too. So when he is prompting you to reach out or to say something or whatever it is mm-hmm. to have have the be in tune in your private time I get that goes back to having you know quiet alone time so you start to understand the Holy Spirit's voice start to pick Mm -hmm. up on those moments so that when they do come you know and you know and work the muscle of obedience because it is scary Mm -hmm. stepping out Mm -hmm. yeah I was even thinking um the other day of times I can remember times where the Holy Spirit has said like make make dinner for your neighbors or something and I haven't mm-hmm. listened I'm like oh, no like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a bit too busy or that that's just a nice thought mm-hmm. um but I but I know it was the Holy Spirit because I look back now and go that was three years ago and I remember that I didn't mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's like he's so he's so good he's so good to lead us in that and teach us that and yeah it's like it, and I think a big part of it for me has been trusting God's timing with things and like letting him develop me and letting him develop my capacity because five years ago, it's so my husband and I joke all the time. We're like, what the heck did we even do before we had children? Like, what did we do? Because my oldest is five and my youngest is two. And I am doing 10 times more now than I was before I had them. And I don't say that because I want to glorify busy. I don't, but it's just like letting the Lord lead me in my development and to increase my capacity because I am not a naturally organized, clean poop in my group, kind of poop in a group person. Like, I mean, 
I haven't been feeling 100%. So my laundry pile has grown to moment, momentous proportions. Like it is, I have so much clean laundry. Like you wouldn't, it's, it's embarrassing. But like, had I had the success quote that I have right now, five years ago, I couldn't have handled it mm. because my capacity wasn't there, you know? And so just even learning to sit back and say, all right, Lord, help me to be faithful with the little that I have now. Help me to be faithful with, you know, the, the two fish in my hand right now, you know, to take it and multiply it and to, to trust in that and to like really lean into that and to pray some big, scary prayers. Mm. You know, some, some of the prayers that I prayed, you know, five years ago are being answered today. And some of the prayers that I prayed a year ago, God has answered. And I'm like, Whoa, like what, wait, like how, like these connections like this, like, okay, God, like, let's buckle up because I think we're going on a rocket ship ride, you know, and just to, to trust, to trust that the Holy spirit cares more about my character development than he does about, you know, this perceived success, because if my character can't sustain the success, then it's not, it's not sustainable. Right. You know, and just like that. Okay. The, had I had this mission and this clarity five years ago or 10 years ago, like would I've done anything with it? Would I've been faithful with it? You know, or did I just, I really needed the development before I got to this quote level of success, you know, that the Lord, because he cares because he's kind, you know, the gap between calling and fulfillment is, is, is kindness. Love that. And that's so true. Like you can look back and think, and in so many aspects of life, but particularly Mm -hmm. in business, Mm-hmm. You know, if I think if I, when I first started network marketing and like, cause that was kind of my first mm-hmm. business and, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be top rank and like going to do that really quickly. But there's no way that I would have like, what, five, five years ago, at least would not have mm-hmm. been able to handle one mm-hmm. that much money, that much work. Mm-hmm. And so God was, that's, that's nice. but no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. In his kindness and, mm-hmm. and in his kindness. So let's switch gears for a moment and get really practical because I didn't want you to come on here and not share all your um, practical wisdom. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to business, whether mm-hmm. we have a, um, so most most mums who are listening um, that I have kind of been chatting with are either in network marketing or have like a little side side hustle business. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's your advice to them going forward? They've realized okay, this business is actually kingdom work. This mm-hmm. isn't not good enough. This isn't mm-hmm. less than, and mm-hmm. it's not comparable because it's just different. Someone. You know, not everyone can be a worship leader getting Mm -hmm. paid. Not everyone can be a pastor getting paid. Mm -hmm. Um, So they've had that realization. And so now they're going, okay, I want to do this for real then. I want to like, I don't want to dilly dally around. I want to do this for real. What is your advice to them going forward? Well, first I would make sure that they have the shift about building a brand rather than just selling their their thing, especially in network marketing, because, you know, there are literally thousands of people that sell the exact same products that you do. 
but what differentiates, you know, you from Sally down the street is you. And Mm so to build a brand around more than just the bottle of essential oils or the candle or whatever it is that you sell to build a brand around you. And then to think like a big picture vision, like a business. And I am all, you know, in my opinion, if you have a business and you're in it to make money and you're in it long-term, I think you need a website because if you only put content on social media and that's your entire marketing plan, then Mark Zuckerberg literally owns your life. Mm. And if Instagram crashes one day, If Instagram decides that they don't like people who use the color blue, then you're tanked, right? Versus if you have a website and you have a blog that you're taking and repurposing that blog for your social media content, you know, then if, if Instagram tanks one day, then it's like, yeah, well, at least I have this backup, you know, or if, you know, everybody hates TikTok all of a sudden or whatever your platform of choice is, then you have this backup and you're building your business on land that you own instead of building your house essentially on land that somebody else owns. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a very underrated bit of advice because it, social media, I, there was a day, it might've been nighttime in the U S but there was a day here where for like four out four mm. or five hours, all social media went down. I think it was about a year ago. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And, everyone, yes, and everybody freaked out, freaked out because how, if you are your following count, mm-hmm. then like, and you might have a thousand, you might have 10,000, a hundred thousand. doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So and if you I, get locked out, if your account gets hacked, gone bye, forever gone, like you have no access to those people that you've worked so hard to cultivate an audience with. And like, really websites are not that scary. Like mm-hmm. I am not, I am not Steve Urkel level techie <laughs> and I can still build a good website. You know, it's just not, it's not that scary. No. And you really, if you are someone that is in like network marketing, you don't need to have a thousand pages, just have your website with one page mm-hmm. just yep. and just have it as that. Um, but I think that, would you say that emails are also another good thing for people in business? Yeah, absolutely. Because I own that list, you know, I can contact those people. I have, I have their contact information, their hot leads because they have opted into whatever freebie I have, you know, and we could have, we could talk for days about, you know, creating a freebie and, and list building stuff. But the bottom line is if you want people to, you know, connect with you, you need to give them value. And so my favorite, my, my best performing freebies are things that I could have sold for 20 to $50. So yeah, if you're really like wanting to see your business as kingdom work and to build that, you know, just really intentionally, I think you need a website. I think you need to probably start blogging just because then you're creating content that is searchable and then you can repurpose that on social media. I'm not anti-social media. I just am against building your house there. And if you, I actually have a content strategy uh, repurposing guide that will walk you through you know, taking this one piece of content, this one blog or podcast or YouTube video, wherever your long form content is and repurposing that into, I can get five, 10, 15, or 20 pieces of content out of one long form piece of content. So, I mean, it's, it's just all about working smarter and not harder and seeing your, like, if you treating your business as a genuine business and as part of your calling, like it's worth your effort 
to do it and do it well. So how practically, just for a moment, because I know that the network marketing mamas are going to be like, well, how do I do that when it's not my my product? So mm. can you just give us an example off the top of your head of something? So say someone, a mum is selling doTERRA. What, what would you say then to, you know, build your website and blog about um, you know, to to help gain that rapport and build your business, not just um, dancing on reels. Okay, so just I'll riff you some blog ideas for this. So I want, I always describe a content strategy like a wagon wheel. Like your why should be the center of your wagon wheel and then your content buckets, so to speak, go off of that. Like as a, you know, let's say you're selling doTERRA or Young Living or Monat or however you say it, I don't know, the hair stuff. Um, like whatever your why is, it cannot be just to make money. Mm. Your why has to be so deep. Like, so we, um, a really good friend of mine has a very successful young living business and her why is so deep because like she saw these natural remedies literally free her from chronic illnesses and chronic allergies and emotional trauma. And she wants other people to be able to experience health and true health, the way that she has through this product. And so that's her why. And so everything she puts out into the world is from that deep why. So Mm -hmm. when you're creating content from a why rather than a what, it's easier to, to connect the dots between a brand. It's easier to move from just like a, uh, a product pusher to a brand because, Mm -hmm. you know, you can write a blog essentially, or a podcast about, you know, five ways to help boost your immune system this winter to keep from getting sick. And then you can talk about, you know, four things or three things that are completely unrelated to this product. And then talk about two things that are related to the product so that you're offering value in some of your social media posts that you're repurposing this for you're offering value without peddling a product, you know, because that, that creates trust and that creates momentum in your business and that creates momentum in connecting with people. Because if all I ever do is stand up and say, buy my course, buy my course, buy my course, buy my course, people get tired of hearing that. Like we get tired of being sold to, we want to connect with people. You know, we don't mind buying people love buying, but we want to be connected to the person. And especially in the network marketing world, you, you need to be connecting with people, you know, on a level of just humanness, you Mm -hmm. know, not just buy my stuff. And sometimes the things that we connect with people over are really basic Betty to us. Like when I'm built, it was building out my content strategy. And I was just thinking about my ideal clients for my copywriting business. The things that people comment on and that like they engage with on my social media were like things that I was like, that's dumb. Like <laughs> you like that. Okay. Like my horses. Cause I have barrel horses and I ride and people love that. And I'm like, Oh, Okay. Not that I don't love that. It's just such a part of who I am that it feels very basic Betty to me, but it's been one of the most memorable things for my audience. And it's been one of the most, one of the deepest connections that I've had with people because they're like, Oh my gosh, I love your horses. And I'm like, really? Cause I wanted to slap that one today <laughs> or you know, whatever it is. And so don't underestimate the basic parts of your life. 
in creating your content strategy because you want some things that are like, you know, you don't need to go too broad. Like you don't need to be like little baby blogger faith when I was trying to write about hunting and hiking and natural health and essential oils and business and Jesus and everybody was confused. Like you don't need to go that broad, but you do need to have some personal aspects of your brand. And I love that too, because that'll help you to stand out from the mm-hmm. thousand other people who are selling your product, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that's kind of why I think that building it off social media, you're going to build so much more trust and so much more connections with people because, you know, I don't, I don't know about everybody else, but I feel like my social media, every second person is trying to sell mm-hmm. me something. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone is actually genuinely trying to make connection and, you know, feel like they care about me and see mm-hmm. me where I am, I go, oh, I'm more likely to connect with you and buy from you. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Faith. Do you have any last tips or um, I'm going to link, you have a workshop coming up, which mm-hmm. so for everyone who wants more, we're going to link all that in the show notes. But do you have any last encouragement or tips for any of the women who are listening? So before I forget, I do have that workshop coming up. It's called the Lead Generation Bootcamp. It's not just going to be a sell you stuff. I have a course launching January 5th, but this workshop is going to genuinely teach you something. And we'll do some live keyword research with people who are in the audience and who are present because I hate workshops that only teach, that only sell stuff. Anyway, so I have that coming up January 5th. Register for that. Um, and I'm giving away some free stuff for people who buy my course early. But also I would just want to encourage your mamas here that, you know, you are anointed to live your life, to raise your children. You are anointed to offer the gifts and callings on your life. And something that I have heard that I heard at a high school rodeo that has just stuck with me for so long is that, you know, there are the creatures that fly around the throne room of God that are covered in eyeballs literally every single time they move for all of eternity, they see something new in the character and nature of God that causes them to cry. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. And they say that, and they proclaim that wholeheartedly for every moment of all eternity, because the character and nature of God is so holy and so beautiful and so diverse. And I truly believe that God has put a piece of his character and nature in each of us that the world around us needs to see that we are to reflect like a prism to the world around us that only you can reflect the God colors in the Elise way. Mm-hmm. You know, only I can reflect the God colors in the faith way, you know, and you are anointed to do that and to love your people in your realm of influence, just like I am. And so, you know, wherever you are in life, mamas, whatever your giftings and your callings are, the world needs to see that the world needs to see what God has put on you and in you in the way that he has called you to do it. And not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be sanctified. I'm not saying that you shouldn't exemplify the fruit of the spirit. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, live holy as he is holy, but it's okay to be you and be holy at the same time, you know? Um, so if, if your life and your calling doesn't look like what you've seen around you, that's okay. You don't have to do what you've seen around you. You have to do what the Holy Spirit has put on your heart to do. And you have to let him lead in your life and in your business, because he's a he's a master planner and he's a master architect and he will work things out so much bigger and better and more beautiful than you ever could. Mm, I love that. And then, as you said, we just look back and you see God's hand in it to be mm-hmm. surrendered to him. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Faith, for coming on with us today and sharing 
your heart and a bit about your faith and journey as a businesswoman. And well, thanks so much for having me. Well, that wraps up another episode and I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.